Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you are in. Appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Hope that it makes your day pass well, folks, wherever y'all are. You're getting ready for work or lunch break, conference period, taking a walk, working out, doing the dishes, laundry, working in the garden, whatever it is, folks. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully it helps y'all just a little bit. Hopefully it helps the country just a little bit. And maybe we can turn off of this dark path that we seem so bent on staying on. For those of y'all also that continue to share the podcast and give it to others or tell others about it and help it grow, as it seems to just be continuously doing week after week, thank you so much. I'm humbled by that and grateful for it, and I will try to use your time wisely. We're going to go for one of our little walks today. Uh, two puppy dogs, kind of, they're floating around, and also <laughs> a probably, I would say conservatively five-foot-long rat snake that I almost managed to step on because I was not paying attention. Never wise to do. Uh, thankfully, it coiled up and then decided that it wanted to go the other direction. So... We've had a little bit of entertainment as I was walking out here already, getting ready for this podcast. We are going to talk today about Andrew Jackson, and we're going to go over a few different quotes. This is going to be some commentary. Jackson vetoed a bill talking about bank renewal in 1832 but he made he made a lot of important i say a lot he made a few other important comments that i wanted to go over and then we're going to kind of give supporting information from that we'll see how far we get so i'm going to go ahead and read this and then we'll get into it this bill was in order to prevent the establishment of the Bank of the United States, recognizing that a federal bank would be detrimental to the freedoms of Americans. It is easy to conceive that great evils in our country and its institutions might flow from such a concentration of power in the hands of a few men irresponsible to the people. Their power would be great whenever they might choose to exert it, to influence elections or control the affairs of the nation. Well, I'm sorry, folks, I meant to say this before I started this. Kind of keep the Fed today in mind as you're listening to Andrew Jackson back in the 1830s talk about this. Just in the back of your head, the Federal Bank. To influence elections or control the affairs of the nation. But if any private citizen or public functionary should interpose to curtail its powers or prevent a renewal of its privileges, it cannot be doubted that he would be made to feel its influence. Controlling our currency 
receiving our public monies and holding thousands of our citizens in dependence. It would be more formidable and dangerous than the naval and military power of the enemy. To this conclusion I cannot assent. Mere precedent is a dangerous source of authority and should not be regarded as deciding questions of constitutional power. Huge point I want to make here, folks, before I forget. I'm sorry to stop in the middle of this, but that comment by him about mere precedent as a dangerous source of authority, we have seen that in over the last 80 years with both separation of church and state and Roe v. Wade uh, and and. So many of these decisions about kicking God out of our public institutions that have spawned from that 47, which was based on on a letter, not even precedent, but a letter from President Jefferson. Just because something has been done before, A, doesn't mean it's a good idea, and, and B, just because our courts have decided one way, that doesn't mean that they're based on, as Jackson said here, constitutional power. That's just like the overturn of Roe v. Wade that we saw recently. There never was any constitutional right to abortion, to murder a child. In fact, there's no, there's no possible way to even send that back to the states, which is what our Supreme Court has done, folks. That's why I mentioned this battle is far, far from, this war is far, far from over. Because now it's back at the state level. Now, somehow we've convinced ourselves that it's the right of a state to decide. I mean, the people, the citizens, you vote there, right? Whatever state it is, Maryland, Texas, Illinois, Dakota, Wyoming, whatever it is. The problem is still that if a state decides that that they want to vote for abortion, that state then is saying that they have a right to murder their own children. There is no right for that. There is, in fact, however, a constitutional right to life. So so this point that Jackson's making kind of stuffed in here, just because there's a precedent, just because there's a history of it, that doesn't mean that there's constitutional authority to do that. And I think that's a really big point that we don't... We get talked down to as a citizenry by a lot of people that are supposedly smarter and more educated than we are, and they say, oh, well, there's a precedent. And we're just supposed to go along with it and say, oh, okay, all right, then my bad. I didn't, I didn't know. Obviously, you're much smarter than I am, which may be true, but that doesn't mean that you're making good decisions. Anyway, I digress. I'm getting off in the weeds. It is to be regretted that the rich and powerful too often bend the acts of government to their selfish purposes. In the full enjoyment of the gifts of heaven and the fruits of superior industry, economy, and virtue, every man is equally entitled to protection by law. But when laws undertake to add to these natural and just advantages, artificial distinctions to grant titles, gratuities, no, I didn't say that right, folks, <laughs> folks, <laughs> gratitudes and exclusive privileges to make the rich richer and the potent more powerful, the humble members of society, the farmers, mechanics, and laborers, who have neither the time nor the means of securing like favors to themselves, 
have a right to complain of the injustice of their government. I murdered that paragraph, folks. I want to go back real quick. What Jackson's saying here is all men are equally entitled to protections by the law, equality under the law, right? God-given rights. Every every person is created equally by God, equal value, and, and therefore they deserve equal protection under the law. Jackson's saying here in, in response to this federal bank, when you start to give certain members of society special privileges, and we're going to talk about this in just a minute, you you destroy the whole system. You, you can't give special privileges to certain groups of people, which is what we've done, not just based on power. You know, he's talking about power here and money and prestige, but but based on uh, the civil rights amendment, like the, the add-ons, the transgender, et cetera, et cetera. When we start making special classes of people, we go directly against our founding principles. We don't need special classes of people. We need to treat all citizens, all Americans, equally under the law as created equally. There are no necessary evils in government. Its evils exist only in its abuses. If it would confine itself to equal protection and, as heaven does its reigns, shower its favors alike on the high and the low, the rich and the poor, it would be an unqualified blessing. In the act before me, there seemed to be a wide and unnecessary departure from these just principles. There's a lot there, folks. Uh, I'm going to try and get through some of it. That last, I, I forgot to mention one other thing. How true is it for so many of us <clears throat> that we don't have, and, and there's some arguments to be made here. We talk about this often with our faith and with God. We have time. In our society today, we have so many advances. We don't have to fight for our survival, just, you know, farming our own food anymore. We have so much more time and, and we use it so poorly. We give all this time to entertainment and we give so little to the really important things. God first and then our marriage, our spouse second for the vast majority of us. Uh, and then our children after that and, and our country. Right. Well, he's saying here, though, so many of us, you work a full time job. You're struggling just to get right from point A to point B. You don't have time to go and worry about the government doing what it's supposed to do. In a republic, that's why you elect representatives. You find these people, and this is the problem with mob democracy. This is the problem with what the left wants is everything becomes a popularity contest. You know, it's just whatever way the wind blows. You you don't. Our founders didn't want a mob democracy where every single citizen voted on everything, which is what we've started to trend toward pretty dramatically. They wanted a representative republic, a constitutional republic, which is where we elect our representatives to make our decisions. But we trust that they're making decisions in our best interest. That's why it's a civil servant. You're serving just like just like in a, in a marriage, a husband and wife are supposed to serve each other. In, in our country, we elect these representatives. They're not there for themselves. They're supposed to be there to serve us, to put our interests as, as citizens before their own. And Jackson is saying with this development of a Bank of the United States, that would likely not happen. And, and I think you can look around and see some of that today pretty easily when you start talking about the Fed and some of the controlling uh, from interest rates to currency just in general, 
that we see across the country. And it's obviously, there's a lot of other things. You could talk about the gold standard and, and a number. I mean, good Lord, the list is, seems almost infinite. But so I wanted to, I'm going to read two Bible verses here. This is Deuteronomy 1, 16 through 17. Then I charged your judges. This is God talking to the Israelites at that time. Ah, let me back up. Not 100%. Uh, if, if Moses is the one speaking, God speaking through him or, or God himself right here. But the point is, this is, these are rules coming from God. Here are the cases between your fellow countrymen and judge righteously between a man and his fellow countrymen or the alien who is with him. You shall not show partiality in judgment. You shall hear the small and the great alike. You shall not fear man, for the judgment is God's. The case that is too hard for you, you shall bring to me, and I will hear it. So I, I think that was uh, Moses, but I'll, I'll try and go back. Y'all can check me on that. Make sure you let me know as y'all do so often. I should have had that. I apologize. But the point is no partiality. Not between the foreigner and, and the native, and not between the small and the great. And this is what Jackson was talking about. This, this bill that was before him about creating the Bank of the United States was going to give an opportunity to show partiality to the powerful and the rich. And it was going to be oppressive to those that didn't have time to fight it or the means to fight it. And then if anybody did fight it, it was going to automatically, by default, give capability for that the people in that bank or in that system to attack and hurt anybody that was willing to stand up against them, right? Leviticus 19, 15 through 16. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor nor defer to the great, but you are to judge your neighbor fairly. You shall not go about as a slanderer among your people, and you are not to act against the life of your neighbors. I am the Lord. Huge, huge, huge point here today, because so often today we're, we're made out to feel like because somebody's poor or because somebody's a certain race or because somebody's a, a man or a woman, that they deserve automatically special treatment and consideration particularly in this case when it's talking about poor, just because somebody's poor, folks, doesn't mean they're oppressed. Just because somebody's poor doesn't mean that they're right. Just because somebody's rich doesn't mean they're a liar. Just because somebody's rich doesn't mean that they're greedy or evil. We, you, we have to, we have to as a nation get back to all men created equally by God and this equality under the law. We can't have special cases for special people, regardless of if they're rich or poor, or what their gender is, what their ethnicity is, what their race is. A couple things more here. I think I have time to, yeah, a little bit. I can't get into this a big deal, but just a couple thoughts about taxes, because we were talking about the Bank of the United States here. One. Graduated taxation. It and and you could talk about. Uh, I'll use the Texas law, the Robin Hood law, created back in 1993, I believe. When you take money from rich people because they're rich, 
that's doing exactly what Jackson warned about and what the Bible tells us not to do. We have a graduated taxation system today where the more you make, the more you get taxed. That's completely un-American and goes against God's principles. You don't get to tax somebody more simply because they make more. That's that's the left. That's absolutely not impartial. It's judgmental. It's unfair. And it's just wrong. You don't get to tax somebody more just because they make more. The Robin Hood law with the school system is another perfect example. Just because the school system has more money coming in doesn't give the state any right to take from the rich to give to the poor. That Robin Hood mentality sounds great in a Walt Disney movie. It's absolutely immoral. You don't get to go steal from people to give to others. Now, you can break down the Robin Hood more than that. When you have evil leaders, you have a responsibility to rebel against them. You're really going to go down that path, which is, honestly, folks, that's the path that we're on. But it's, it's more than just the leaders. It's fellow citizens. But the other thing, property tax. And this is more of a, I would argue, an un-American. I'm not going to try and take this back to God, although some of y'all might be able to. But there is absolutely no excuse in America for citizens to be renting permanently their own property from the government. And that's what property taxes do. Because if you stop paying your property tax, what happens? The government comes in and takes your land that you own, that your family has either passed down to you or you have worked to earn. There's no excuse for that. There's absolutely no excuse for that. It's completely un-American. The property belongs to the citizens, not to the government. And there's no excuse for the government requiring a permanent rent on property in any state in the nation. The last thing I'm going to have to hit, and this is a much bigger topic than than what I've got time left for, but when Jackson was talking about giving advantages, artificial distinctions to grant titles, uh, exclusive privileges to make the rich richer and the potent more powerful, the one thing that comes to mind is very quickly, and I, this is a personal deal for me from the military for sure is Benghazi and I can tell you right now and I know this is a few years old for those of y'all that don't remember that was when our embassy was overrun and our president and our secretary of state absolutely had the ability and the responsibility to send help of some form it may not have saved the men there but the help wasn't sent when it could have been and if if those actions, and you can throw in Secretary Clinton's issues with her computer server later on, if those actions had been committed by a PFC in the Marine Corps, that PFC would at the very least have never again see the light of day as a free man, ever. And probably would have been tried for treason, at least on the secret information when we have double standards, and I pick those two because they're personal to me, folks, because I, I don't care what party it is, but those two abandoned American men overseas when help could have been sent and left them to die. So that it's a big deal for me personally. But any time when we start to give a double standard 
because people are powerful or they have a title like Jackson was saying here. And we've done this off and on, folks, throughout our country's history. There's multiple different occasions that you could talk about. Anytime we do that, we start to undermine rule of law and our very declaration that all men were created equally. You can't have different standards regardless of party, regardless of who the person is. You cannot have different standards for different groups. You have to have the same standards. So, at any rate, I've kept you all for long enough. I appreciate it. Thank you all for giving me a little bit of your time. Thank you all for continuing to share the podcast. God bless you all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to you all again real soon. Looking forward to it.